Soraya, how's it going? Woo, it's going well. How about you? I'm doing good, doing good. Glad to be back behind the microphone and talking to some people that love music. That is true. And uh, I think, I mean, if people say that you, and, you know, I tag on, but if they say you love music, I think today's guests, I think they can be, join you in that group. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. My shirt's kind of a hint. Maybe It is, but why don't you let everyone know who's joining us today? Yeah. So today we have two special guests and those are the co-hosts of the podcast, a podcast, which I love very much. Um, you don't know Mojack, uh, Brant and Ryan uh, from Western Canada. And these two have decided to go through the entire SST catalog sequentially from beginning to end. And they're about halfway into yeah. it. And uh, yeah, and uh, they say if, if they're still around, they're going to make it to the end. So I think that's uh, four or five years down the road. But We've got Brant and Ryan on today, fellow podcasters, and I'm, I'm very excited about this because I listen to their podcasts all the time. So, And I do too, and uh, for our listeners who don't know it, you can find it on all the podcast streaming platforms, you don't know Mojack, but uh, look, this is a daunting task to go through that whole SSD catalog mm -hmm. in chronological order Yes, uh, by a release. It's pretty amazing, and they do it with a lot of heart. Yes, a lot of good humor and uh, a lot of insight too. So, oh, absolutely, should be fun. So, I don't know, Jeff. Let's get started. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's go. Hi, this is Soraya, and this is Jeff. Our podcast is called Paisley Stage Raspberry and Rhyme. A podcast where the two of us play music that we like and share anecdotes and background about the tunes. We hope you'll join our conversation. And without further ado, agroviar. Let's get groovy. Hey, there's hey. Ryan. Hello, hello. Hello. How are you doing? Good, and you? Doing great. Where's Mr. Brandt? There he is. Hey. <laughs> there he is. Uh, we're very excited to have you guys. How are you guys doing before we actually start recording? I mean, the recording's going, but we'll edit out Good. How are you? Good. Looks like you guys have a pro setup. Uh, I wouldn't no. go that far. No, <laughs> no. We, we jam Econo. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. No. We know that. Jeff and I know <laughs> that setup, too. Uh, it's very good to have you guys on. Uh, thanks, thanks for thanks, thanks for asking. Yeah, thanks so much for the invite. We're uh, we're honored. We only have hope we have something to contribute. You know? <laughs> well, we are hundred percent sure that you've got more than enough to share. And for our uh, listeners, Jeff, why don't you introduce our guest today one more time? Yes. So as we were talking about in our intro introduction, Soraya, today we have two fellow podcasters of pod of a podcast that we both love. Uh, we've got Brant and Ryan today from um, You Don't Know Mojack, and we've talked about what a daunting task these guys have decided to take on. Um, but you're both from Western Canada, as we understand, and you guys decided for some reason to take <laughs> on the entire SST discography going sequentially through every SST records, which is completely fascinating in a concept that I absolutely <laughs> love. 
but you guys might be a little crazy to go through this entire discography um and hopefully you make it to the end we were talking about the fact that you guys are about halfway through ish somewhere around there so you're still yep. about four or five years off if you at the, <laughs> if you continue at the pace you're going but anyways um welcome to the podcast we're very honored to have you guys here today thank you thanks so for much. having us yeah. we're big fans as well so yeah thrilled to be on your show okay so we have to start with the basic question so brant and ryan how did you guys meet and where did you decide to start this project Ooh. i can do you do you remember ryan i remember i probably remember both but you can back clean up and fix you know all, sure. my, all my mistakes as usual um, I'm pretty sure that Brant and I met when I was working at a record store. Um, I was probably a couple of years out of high school and I was wearing a really obscure band t-shirt, this band called Pigment Vehicle, which is a, a band from Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. And they're a, a crazy like jazz punk band. If, if people know the, uh, the Saccharine Trust surviving you always album that's kind of what pigment vehicle sound like but like way more and anyway so it's very odd that someone would walk into the store as brent did and said hey nice shirt and and uh, <laughs> the the rest is kind of history but we ended up um slowly getting to know each other as he was a customer eventually playing in a band together for several years uh, Brant kept playing in bands after I finished uh, university and moved away. And then uh, one day I was in my office at work and Brant texted me and he said, hey, do you want to do this with me? And before he was done the text, I said, yep. And uh, it was, it was kind of, you know, and that's like seven years ago. And we had kept in touch for a long, long time, but um always really good friends and it's a great excuse to hang out every weekend you know we hope we get to the end too trust us <laughs> so brant um why sst why did you decide to tackle this beast uh well i mean like full disclosure like there's a huge community of like sst diehards right that know way more about sst than we did or or possibly still do and so it wasn't like i i don't think we were sst diehards necessarily ryan probably knew a bit more about it or yeah. was a fan of more more of the bands than i was yeah you know i i knew all the big bands right and some of the more obscure bands but it was like i mean obviously we're huge music fans anybody who listens to our show knows we like all kinds of music right and like so I think it was maybe almost an opportunity to like learn about some of those bands ourselves, you know, for me anyways, I was like, you know, I probably had thought at one point I should try and listen to every record on SST just so I know <laughs> what they all sound like. <laughs> and, you know, why not do this in, at the same time? Maybe, I don't know. I mean, it's an iconic label, right? So like, if you if you have the idea i guess to do something like that why not why not start with with the best <laughs> i love that there you go man okay so 
we Jeff and I we're we're avid listeners, but we want to know. And some of the some of the interesting episodes are when you have guests on, and you you know one of the we share a guest, the incredible storyteller <laughs> that is Joe Nolte. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. we want to know who are the guests that are your unicorns. Like Jeff and I, we talk about Susanna Hoffs is our unicorn. Uh, Kendra Smith mm-hmm. is another one. But who is your unicorn? Who are the guests that you want to have on to sit and have a chat with? Mm. Uh, well, unfortunately, the pro- a few at the top of my list aren't with us anymore. Like Zoog's Rift would be amazing yeah. to have on. 100%. Um, uh, obviously it would be cool to have Greg Ginn on, but, um, that's probably not going to happen. Uh, it would be cool to have, you know, Henry Rollins on, if he would talk about, you know, maybe like a specific album. Like we tried to get Henry on for the family man album, which was his spoken word album. Right. And I thought that would be cool because, you know, that's not something you, you, you don't really hear him go into great detail. Uh, you know on on specific albums so I, I thought that would be cool um i don't know does anybody come to mind for you brian you know uh, i mean you hit on some of the bigger names for sure but uh it's funny when soraya asked the question the first one that came to my mind would be lou barlow i knew that i, I was gonna say <laughs> yeah i mean i i would love to of course have jay mascus but i i have a a very very deep and broad soft spot for for Lou Barlow not just as a bass player but for like almost anything he's done um I love Dino don't get me wrong but you know Lou's not Lou's not really doing many interviews so that's a unicorn for me nice so yeah we definitely share that sentiment with you and trying to get certain people on I was actually who are your unicorns I'm going to ask you questions because I'm a fan of your show. Okay, Jeff, who's yours? So definitely Sue Hoffs would be one. Um, And then there are many who have passed that we wish we could have had on. Um, David Roback being one. Will Glenn, I know that you guys spoke about both of them on your Opal episode. Um, But I think those are probably my main ones. Soraya, what about you? Sue Hoffs. Sue Hoffs. Yeah. You know, we we've got we've gone down the road. We've got three of them. We've had three on the show, three bangles. And you know, La Susana is number one. I feel like that's obtained, you know, I feel like you can get her, maybe. Yeah, your Susanna Hoffs is kind of like our Carl Alvarez. He's our last descendant to get on, you know. I don't think you're gonna get Kendra Smith, though. No, no. I don't think that's no. gonna happen. No, <laughs> we've been we've been <laughs> we've debated it and talked about it and we've kind of put that one to bed but that we got nothing but love for her and mm-hmm. but yeah not for lack of trying right no, so I, yeah. that that is for damn sure <laughs> but we did come to the conclusion that we feel that she would rather be left alone and we would like to respect that so for sure yep yeah. i've i've had people politely decline and as well and you know you have to respect that for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So a question that I had, I like how you guys have broken your podcast into different segments. You have the spiel segment, you have the history lessons one and two, you have the ballot result. Um, 
all Minutemen references, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so, I think so. <laughs> so how did you guys uh, come to to come up with these segments? Was it something that you came to together? Did one of you throw mm. out one of the ideas? Because it's a great format. I love the format. It, it's got a great flow. But thank you. Who came up with that? Or was it a, a, a team effort? I don't know. I kind of feel like I would hate to listen to our first few episodes or probably our first 30 episodes. <laughs> They're first probably hundred, terrible. First hundred, first hundred, Especially probably. my interviews. Like I would probably be mortified to listen to them. So um, I want to say we kind of adopted that maybe as we went along. I think we had it pretty early on. I, I recall like even in my, my Mojack binder that I use every week, I've got like our original outline still there scribbled down on the parchment. And I feel like it was an, it was an idea, but once Brent got the hookup to get the, the Mike Watt sound bites, that was, it was a done deal from then. I, I'm pretty sure that it was really early on, if not the first episode, and it was really the Mike Watt hookup. Yeah. And, my, and Mike, I, like Mike was one of the first and earliest supporters. And, uh, you know, we wouldn't be here without Mike showing us that support so early on before no one knew about us. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, he did, the, he did those little uh, sound bites for us. I think before we even had an episode out. Yeah. Wow. So how cool is that? He's great. He's yeah. great. I've had the opportunity to meet him on a couple of occasions. He's such a personable, yeah. personable guy. Oh, so yeah. down to earth. And what an amazing musician. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So we have somebody like that for our podcast as well. The drummer of the three o'clock, Danny Benair, um, for our podcast is primarily focused on the Paisley Underground. And he was one of our early supporters uh, from the scene and definitely helped us out a lot when you say so. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And as the episodes have gone on, uh, I always like to joke with Jeff, like we have these godfathers, godfathers from the painting mm. on the ground that um, really have been supportive and uh, have guided us a lot too. So it's pretty cool to see, you know, fans and artists that we enjoy collaborating yeah. even you know with sound bites or just support it's really it's really cool and you have ronnie too yes we awesome do. yes he, we do he is a special yeah. person yeah, 100%. yeah. We, we have much love for ronnie speaking yeah. of which ronnie just announced that he's going to be on mike watts uh uh podcast so cool i don't wow. know Yep. So he's he's gonna be on Watt from Pedro in the summertime, I believe. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Nice. So uh, you know, move. he he's a mover and a shaker. Yeah, he, that's that's apparent. He, he seems to know everybody. Uh, I, yes. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to ask your thoughts about this book that a lot of people have been reading and sharing thoughts on, and it's the Corporate Rock Sucks, The Rise mm -hmm. and Fall of SST Records. Um, I, have it, I have it right here, so we'll give it a plug for everybody. There you go. See? Right there. Yeah. Wow, it's under, it's under like seven books <laughs> and DVDs already. Brant's just, yeah. <laughs> he's just, he's just grinding through the material. for Preparing for the next episode, Ryan. Yeah, Those are my recommends for the next episode. <laughs> Feels yeah. Always hard at work. Yeah. 
So thoughts, uh, Ryan, Brent, what are your thoughts on this book? Or do you think uh, Jim Rowland's got it right in the story that he's telling? Uh, yeah, well, we actually have Jim on our episode that's about to come out next week. So yeah. I don't know when okay. this comes out, but um, it, the episode with Jim will probably be out by the time this airs. Um, and we, we had a great chat with him and we've, yeah. we've known Jim for a while and, um, you know, just another cool guy. And one of those people, like th this is the kind of thing where you could, I think, easily get your back up, you know, and, and be protective of like your, you know, your knowledge and stuff like that. And J I mean, Jim put me in touch with Kim Thale after he interviewed him, you know, and was just yeah. like, here you go, you know, instead of going, well, I got this exclusive from my book, so you can't talk to him, you know, and Jim's just an awesome dude that way and, and has always been uh, super, super nice to us and always like gives us a shout out and stuff, which, which we really appreciate. And Ryan and I are like nerds, right? Like we read a ton of these music <laughs> books and stuff, like lots of them. And so for us to be in one is like, a huge thrill for us and uh, oh yeah and, and the book is awesome like he um did he get it right i don't know if anybody's ever going to get the story right because there's just so many layers to it right and like yeah. Yeah. and without having full participation from chuck and greg i think it's going to be hard to get all the details like we certainly don't but i mean the the nuts and bolts are all there and he unearthed all kinds of things that we haven't didn't even know about and it's a super fun read and yeah. super entertaining and and like i i really enjoyed it i re, like i said ryan can speak to this too but we read tons of books like these and i haven't plowed plowed through one that quickly in a long time and i'm i'm like you know soaking in sst every single week and yeah. <laughs> and i still plowed through it like i was still entertained by it thoroughly wow. you know yeah and you usually have like a dozen books on the go and for to to hold your attention and focus and get through <laughs> one in particular it's it's quite a feat and it does speak to the book but brent is quite right jim's been super generous to us uh as so many people have uh, but it is a really, really great book and uh, lots of great, you know, I love reading books about music so that I can learn and discover more and then, you know, try and try and trick Brandt or try and blow his mind. You know, I found so I found something out that you didn't know about. <laughs> and, uh, you know, not not so much for this book because we were both digesting it at the same time. But uh, it was, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, people should def And, you know, it's one of those books where you can be a casual SST fan or have just kind of passing knowledge. Like, you just know Black Flag. You just know Husker Du, right? Mm. And it, it's, it's written in such a way that just having that, you know, very basic knowledge, it'll suck you in and keep you along for the ride for the whole book. So it's good. Nice. Nice. I had an opportunity to meet Jim when the Keith Morris book came out and the two of them were doing a, a book signing down here in San Diego. And I had an opportunity to meet him. That was a great experience. So I haven't had a chance to dig into the book yet. So I'm looking forward to it and looking forward to hearing your conversation with him. 
I'll, yeah, I'll we, say this too. Like I've gotten to be, you know, on friendly terms with a lot of SST people on Facebook and stuff, especially, and, you know, uh, keep in touch with a lot of them by email and text message and stuff. Cause they're just super friendly people. And, uh, like I've seen so many of them like post about, you know, how great the book is and, and how, mm-hmm. how well Jim captured that era. So, I mean, don't take our word for it. Take the mm-hmm. word of, you know, all those people with way more street cred on the subject than us. Cause you know, they were there and, and, it's it's getting i would say universal acclaim from from that crowd yeah we sure. uh we when we had just had him on too i think the interview is about an hour long or so i just finished editing the episode and we hardly talk about the book at all during the interview we really just talk more about jim and and his story which is equally as cool and interesting that's awesome all right Mike. very cool yeah i'm excited to hear this one so I have a question for you outside of the podcast. You're both musicians. I know, Brant, you play guitar. Uh, Ryan, you were you were a bassist? Right? Yeah, yeah, long ago. So what um, these days, are you guys still doing music, still playing music? Uh, I tried to take it up again, um, you know, in the last couple of years. It's been difficult. I mean, bad timing kind of too, right? Uh, <laughs> right. During... You know, I, I kind of was at home a lot and I'm like, you know, I'm going to go and dust off the old Thunder Broom and uh, really got back into it again, built up my calluses again, uh, was slowly starting to get out there um, and, and you know, have a few jam sessions. And then it kind of unfortunately kind of fell away um, just due to time and a bunch of other stuff. Um, I always say to my wife, though, I mean, like, if I, if I could have kept, you know, writing music with my friends in like an office space and playing a dingy club like twice a month for, you know, a round of beers, I'd still be doing that now if I could. Nice. Nice. I love that. Brant, how about you? Yeah, I'm kind of the same. I've, I haven't played in a band for many years. Um, uh, Ryan and I both have kids. We both have mm-hmm pretty crazy work schedule and then this podcast takes up (laughs) a lot of our time (laughs) what little free time we have right Right. and uh uh when the pandemic first hit i was like uh i work at a club book a club uh, a live music venue and uh all of a sudden i wasn't doing that for the first time in in years so i had all this free time so i'm like i'm gonna same thing ryan just said i put new strings on my guitar and built up my calluses and <laughs> and i was like ooh youtube because that wasn't a thing when ryan and i were playing in band oh, yeah. so well, i'm I like learned, i learned so much stuff on youtube yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm like youtube's awesome i'm like pretty much i'm learning all these cover songs and like riffs and stuff off youtube and then uh playing my guitar you know all day every day and then it was dropped down to a couple hours a day and then <laughs> to no hours a day and it's been hung up on the wall for i probably haven't touched it in a year and a half so i can relate, I can relate. <laughs> all right so you guys there the, one of the main reasons other than us being big fans of your podcast one of the main reasons that we wanted to 
to talk with you guys is there are some connections between the scene that we cover the Paisley Underground and the SST discography. Not a whole lot, but there's a little bit of overlap and we wanted to mention some things and we won't go into any details because if anybody needs details, go to You Don't Know Mojack because there are some great details. In fact, um, I was re-listening to um, episode 103 today, your Opal Happy Nightmare Baby. Anna, Brant, man, you did some digging. If anybody needs to know anything about Opal, listen to this episode because there it has everything. Um, the history lesson is insane. Yes. So um, we're talking about this album. So it's the Opal Happy Nightmare Baby. For us, it's a connection with, um, we have got David Robeck. Oh, looky there. <laughs> Twins. Uh, <laughs> triplets <laughs> so david robeck of the rain parade who's the big part of the um paisley underground as you guys mentioned in, in your podcast and um we recently came across this little cd which was a reissue Ooh. and there's a story behind this that we were hoping to to talk about on one of our podcasts we, we'll see if that happens because this was supposed to happen and it got to the point obviously where it was manufactured and didn't quite make it to commercial release and there's a story behind that but um you guys have any general thoughts about opal happy nightmare baby in my opinion it's it's definitely a fluke for sst mm. um, yeah you know i was thinking about this today and i probably should have listened to that episode too because uh <laughs> episode one, have, 103 <laughs> i used to be a, like an encyclopedia for this shit and i don't know if it's like all the SST stuff I've crammed into my brain these last few years, or if it's just getting older, but I can't remember anything. Uh, but I listened to this. I, have, I don't think I've listened to this record until that episode. And we're on episode two, four, 14 now. Two fourteen, so it, yeah. It's been a while since I heard it. I listened to it today. And me too. Um, I was struck by like how sparse the production was in a good way though. Yeah. I think like I, the song a falling star was it's like i think it's just like guitar and tambourine you know yeah and, i probably i probably said this in episode 103 but when i listen and i brant knows this stuff way more than me this is not my sweet spot but i probably said this like i said way back however many years that was it really sounded like t-rex to me yes a bunch yeah. of times it was and it's like what is going on here? You know, it's, it's so cool in the weirdest way. Yeah. I, I, and I can tell you this, and you, you probably have heard this too, but um, I know for a fact, for, anecdotally, this was a huge record at, with the SST crew, like around SST. This was a big one. Like the, it got played in the office that actually, a lot. And, that surprises me yeah. when I was listening to your episode again, and that came up as well as the one thing that was a surprise again to me today was um, when you mentioned that they were slated for a second release on SST with a single. I think it was mm -hmm. two, 255 or something like that. Um, yeah. I was going to ask you, Jeff. I thought I was hoping you knew something about that. <laughs> I don't Do you know if that know. ever came out. Um, to my knowledge, it never came out, but it was slated as an SST release, the single. Um, it's just three songs off of this record, as exactly. far as I can tell. Right. Like maybe, maybe uh, an editor of, of one of them or something. But like, somebody told us online so at some point that they saw a copy of this. They remember seeing a copy of it. But like Ryan has um, 
what's that CD, Ryan, that came out way later that you have a copy of? Oh, Fast Gatto. Fast Gatto. That's a, <laughs> like that's like an SST album that never came out. But I don't know, like, what is that that you have, Ryan? Like, just a promo copy or something? It's a it's a real uh, like first round production. Like maybe it's maybe like a CD test pressing. I don't know, but it's got like a real you know, production print insert and jacket. And I, and I know that Opal single, when you look, you know, through the dark web and stuff, you can see pictures of yep. it that make it look like it really came out. But until I hold it in my hands, it, it could be a doctored photo. I don't know. But there's pictures of like the CD and it's, yeah. it's like a manufactured CD. It's not like a CDR or something like that, mm -hmm. like on Discogs. Yeah, I've looked. I need it. to know because I need to know if we're going to do an episode for it or not. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's <laughs> it's interesting when you guys get to an episode where there was that's got a catalog number that's slated, but what wasn't actually released. I think one oh seven and one oh eight were were painted Willie. Yeah. Painted Willie. Yeah. Which weren't <laughs> so then you guys have to be creative, right? Because you still need an episode one oh seven. You can't go from one oh six to one oh nine. So <laughs> you gotta do something. And in those cases, I think you guys did best. Brant's of... Brant's wheels are already turning. Don't worry. <laughs> There's a lot of those coming. Uh, the catalog numbers that never got used and and uh I mean it's gonna drive me nuts not knowing what they were slated for. <laughs> <laughs> right if anything i love that i was i was hoping you could tell i i wrote that down ask jeff about <laughs> sst 255 the rocket machine cd single i've been looking for that for 40 years <laughs> no luck no luck so no clue my guess is they prop maybe something like this where it was manufactured and then held back and but whereas this kind of got leaked out a little bit here and there I'm guessing Do you think it's it's all like buried in a landfill with all of the Atari ET video games or something? Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. I keep hearing that that's going to get reissued. It kind of keeps it gets seems to get announced that the Happy Nightmare Baby that you're it, it they seem to announce like every couple of years that the re reissue is is imminent and then and then nothing. And I wonder now with David being gone if if that is ever going to happen. So we know a little bit about that. Um, and this well, is, I wouldn't hold my breath waiting for it. This yeah. is this is the reissue copy. This isn't yeah. not the SST copy. This was the one that was produced in yeah. 2019, but um, yeah. there's legal. Jeff, Jeff legally. and I both somehow we have copies of something that was never released, but is available mm. on so, the on the internet. So, say no more say no more <laughs> but, uh, and not from an insider do you know okay. a guy you know a guy who knows a guy amazon <laughs> but, but but that's the thing is then you know somebody gets a copy or has copies like the et game and that wasn't that a couple of years ago someone found like in a landfill a huge box with that with that game and then you know the market just went but yeah. with that one, there's been so much lore about this re-release. And then, unfortunately, David Roback leaves us. And all, uh, the little information we know is, uh-uh. No. Hmm. It, it's too bad you can't get Will Glenn on the show either, because he like played in every play Paisley band 
ever, I think. Literally. He played in all of them. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> played with the three o'clock, played Rain Parade. I mean, yeah. Unfortunately, you, he's not with us. So. Yeah. So we, we have a thing on our show called um, the SS Tree, right? <laughs> where, where artists are on the tree and like, um, and, and, you know, interesting ways that people connect to SST and um, Keith Mitchell was in Monitor who um, uh, were really connected to the meat puppets as I'm sure you know. So that's another SST connection with Opal. Actually, I, I, so I was familiar with Roman's Monitor. I'm not familiar with the connection with the meat puppets with Keith Mitchell. So um, Lori, uh, what's her name? Lori O'Connell or O'Connor. She was in Monitor. She managed the Meat Puppets early on. And that Monitor album, um, there's a Meat Puppet song on it. Mm -hmm. Like them performing a song on the Monitor album. That's right. Yes, yep. yes, yes. Ah, nice. Meat Puppets are one of my all-time favorite bands. Yeah. <laughs> Great band. Yeah. Well, we're going to sneak something in on you guys that you're not expecting. <laughs> um, so Dave, David Roback is a connection uh, for both of our podcasts since he's part of the Rain Parade and hence part of the Paisley Underground. Um, Bengals also has a connection with SST by way of their original bassist, Annette Zelenskis. And um, it's with this. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. So Blood on the Saddle, uh, an interview that you guys did with Greg Davis um, of the band. So uh, Annette from the Bengals actually made it onto SST by way of this album. Um, how did you guys like talking to Greg when you talked about this album? Greg was awesome to talk to. I was going to sneak it in on you, so you oh. scooped me. But this is this is the best Bengals album right here. Agreed. I think, or this EP. Without and a doubt. And Ryan got me this. You got me this, Ryan, off of eBay. Because Ryan's like, Mr. Discogs and eBay, and nice. back when there was no Discogs, and I got I, this. I got. Yeah. I wanted this because I was a huge fan when I was a kid of the movie Thrashing, and the song. <laughs> there's a song on here called "Want You," which is the best Bangles song ever. And, I'm not gonna uh, disagree. I'm not gonna disagree. And it's in that movie. And I was gonna. I was gonna spring this on you and say, "What is the SST connection?" <laughs> nice. So fo foiled yeah. once again <laughs> <laughs> so that explains why brant why you're doing uh, a podcast with ryan here because if if this guy can can get you a ep from the early bangles uh, he's worth sticking around so that's right I, I'd, I'd say he's a keeper he puts yeah. up with a lot for the you know the steady flow of filling his want list yes <laughs> but we but yeah that's a good record that um blood on the saddle record that's a mm -hmm. that's an nsst like dark horse for sure and quite different from the ep that you just showed so annette's definitely showing some different sides i mean there's some rawness to both of those releases which is why i prefer the ep like you ran mm -hmm. but yeah ryan were you gonna say something about blood on the saddle no, I mean, just, you know, it is, it's one of those hidden gems on the label. And, you know, Brent, Brent was somewhat alluding to this, this kind of experience that we're having with the label where, you know, we went through Opal, like however many years ago, same with Blood in the Saddle, and you flash it up. And I'm just like, 
oh man, blood in the saddle. I got to listen to that. You know, every time it's been so long, but you know, uh, we, we do have like, it's incredibly, you know, stimulating fun. We get to hang out every weekend. Um, but it's, it's so weird listening to music with such a intended purpose in the way that we do every week, right? Similar to you guys. And, and then, you know, you're so hyper-focused and you listen to it and then you're just like, what happened last week? I can't yeah. even remember. Because you, <laughs> you just, you immerse yourself in it, you know? And so you show that. I'm just like, oh, dude. And there's there's other excellent Blood in the Sass. You know, I haven't listened to those records forever too, right? Yeah, I can totally re- relate to what you're saying because after we do an episode, then we're on to researching for the next episode and yep. just being immersed with that next record and yeah. you just get so into it right you're so into the record and then mm-hmm. and our whole thing is like to apply you know some of that sst work ethic to our show so we try and do the <laughs> we, we do every week we go every week with our show and like so um uh you're it's really like on to the next thing <laughs> understood yeah yeah. Sorry, yeah, what do we have next? Oh, uh, episode 189, but the last confession. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and not surprisingly, one of your longer episodes. And I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank awesome. Joe Nolte. Well, thank, thank you guys for putting us in touch with Joe and, and one of my favorite guests that we've had. Mm-hmm. and we um when we got to our 200th episode i challenged ryan to pick five records ah. from the previous 100 records that blew his mind and, I, and then i would do the same and i <laughs> i made a stipulation that he couldn't pick anything by like you know dinosaur jr who's fire hose Minutemen, you know, descendants. Like I wanted to hear, like, what were your five obscure picks? And this was one of mine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Nice. This is just, just this is just a phenomenal record. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And I think was it going gone that made your ballot results? Oh yeah. Record. So yeah. Uh, the second was- you flashed it up, the song just starts going in my head. <laughs> it's like that's that's not just an earworm. It's an ear. like you know everything right yeah absolutely yeah so yeah that's a that's got to be like i don't know that's not just us i don't think hey that's probably one of their more popular songs it's it has to be it's very catchy it's a Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and ryan's a big chemical people fan so dave nasworthy is is the is the drummer on here so that was a cool connection too yeah that's huge so one thing, um, just side railing for a little bit, it, one thing that an advantage that you guys have going through every single episode, you're not just hitting the big ones, right? You're not just hitting the Hooskers. You're not just hitting the Black Flags and the Minutemen, right? So you get, you get to hear some of these obscure records. I think, Brant, you mentioned uh, when we first started talking that you probably didn't hear every single SST record before you started to do this podcast. So you get no to way. hear these obscure releases and that's something that I think is very special about your episode. You're not skipping over anything. Everyone's getting hit. Mm-hmm. 
no, we, um, in fact, we, those are our favorite episodes. Or I, I think, I don't want to speak for Ryan, but for often, me, like, often they are because it's, it's, it's where we have the biggest discovery a lot of times, right? You know, it's one thing to, you know, learn a new tidbit about Hooster Do or, you know, one of the big bands, right? It's one thing to learn or find some little quote. Um, but when you are learning about a band for the first time, discovering their music for the first time, like all at once, when you're doing that week-long immersion into it, um, it's amazing. And, you know, even when we're not huge fans of the, of the music itself, you know, we still become huge fans of the fact that it exists and the story and, you know, how it's part of the SST fabric. It's just amazing. Yeah, a great example of that and is, uh, I was going to say, is uh, a band called uh, Treacherous Jaywalkers Ooh. in the sense that like, and you get to know these these people too, right? So they're like sending you stuff like early cassettes <laughs> and things, you know, that so it's just awesome because we don't just listen to that record, you know, we like mm -hmm. immerse ourselves in like, bringing it ourselves up to speed or any bands that they were in before the band we're talking about and, and all of that stuff. So um, just like learning the story of like the evolution of the band and, and, and sometimes with SST, like Trotsky is a good example of that. I'm sure you're going to bring them up at some point um, that have a crazy history, you know, a 10 year plus year history, just as musicians, uh, before SST, right? Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. yeah. good segue, Brant. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for you about Trotsky, though. Uh oh, what, what? Because I, you know, I, 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 I'm no expert on the Paisley Underground, but I, you know, I, I know a fair amount about it, and, and definitely all the bigger bands and stuff. And of course, it's your podcast, so you can talk about anything you want. But do you think Trotsky? are generally considered part of the Paisley Underground? I don't Because you never so. see their name come up in association with, yeah. with that scene. I wouldn't say so. Sorry, were you going to say something? All I was going to say is this is where, just as you and Ryan were talking about, looking into the story of the, the musicians that make up bands and where they start to connect with one band or another, this is exactly like a perfect example of it because... Then you have someone like Keel Johansson, yeah. you know, with Narrow Adventure connected to Wednesday Week. So, you know, Jeff and I like to talk about a Paisley Underground kind of nucleus and mm -hmm. then kind of these ripples and, all, you know, alternate but connecting universes. And I think this is a great example of that. And like Vetus, Vetus and Joe Nolte, you know, yeah. Vetus did so much producing for a lot of bands that people at uh, Radio Tokyo. So, you know, we've got connections, but I, I, I think, you know, I'm a purist. Jeff is a, a little less so, but I'm a purist. And I believe in the Danny <laughs> Benair definition of Paisley Underground. And, um, and even Sid Griffin, you know, in John Doe's book, he said, Paisley Underground, the core is these four bands, Three O'Clock, right. uh, Dreams mm. of the Bangles, and uh and rain parade and so yeah. I, yeah 
Jeff likes to add people to that, but, but um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. That's just my thought. I think we have artists that connect and disconnect and, and in doing that, they really kind of enrich the, the experience for, for fans. I don't know, Jeff, what do you think? Yeah, so I, I would definitely agree, but much like you guys have the SS tree, so there's yep. these connections, um, and we we started off the podcast thinking it was going to be about six episodes. This is one, oh no, what are, what are we on, Soraya? We're somewhere 166. in the 160s, yeah. So we thought it was going to be oh. six episodes. We're at 166 now today, and um, the thought was just to stick with the paisley underground and that is definitely our nucleus but once we started digging into things and the last came up um in several discussions from all four bands and there was yeah. at least one member from each saying that they wanted to join the last yeah and the last was a, a, a big <laughs> influence on them and then once we got into the last we started going outside of that but I, uh to your question brand i wouldn't say that they're they're paisley underground by any by any stretch of the imagination but um, definitely in that tree of Los Angeles mm -hmm. bands that are yep. making this independent music. And um, um, we, we love all the members of, of the band. And uh, I know you guys had Kel on when you did your episode um, 197 talking about oh, baby, yeah. baby, right? Yep. So um, awesome. Yeah, some awesome. Great, great stories. And uh, you guys were mentioning how you dig into um, other uh, related records or even more albums from the discography. And just the buildup to this was great on your episode, uh, just talking about everything that came to this and the history behind it. But we love this record. We love this band. And we know um, that you have several more episodes coming up on this band because they put out several SST releases. But so your thought um, with Baby and even prior to your, the, the episode on this, you the band had come up several times in several of your other episodes. So how was it talking to Kel when you were talking about Baby? Is so is Vita is Vetus is his signature a uh, oh. a, a a speech bubble? It is That's awesome. It is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> awesome. Um, well, uh, before I say anything about that record, I'll just uh, thank you again for put putting us in touch mm. with Kale. That was was yeah. awesome and uh, super fun guest, and um, I loved learning about the where the cover photo came from <laughs> right and um, the album title right? yep yeah. uh but yeah like all these people are are just so cool you know mm -hmm. like um and uh they're just such nice people and like they're, they're they're like always like thankful that we're doing this right and like thank you know they're always lots of them seem surprised that somebody's even interested which just blows my <laughs> yeah. mind you yeah because there's so many of us right yeah I, I mean i know at least a dozen people that are big huge fans as we are of your podcast so and we're definitely not i mean it's a niche but not not a very tiny niche right so there, well that's the cool thing about podcasting right is like who who gives a shit you're catering to it to, to a niche market but like um there's people that want to hear from kel Johan johansson for sure right and absolutely and i don't think some of those people realize that <laughs> <laughs> i think we've run into that too soraya right yeah so, uh, thank you for carrying the ba waving that banner waving yep. that flag 
Oh yeah. I've heard people on your show all the time say, say, express that, that sentiment. And that feels good too, eh? that, that you're, you know, putting stuff on the record. That's a big thing for us. Yeah. Right. Is yeah. Like, um, you know, just kind of connecting to this, Jeff and I have talked about it before, you know, Joe Nolte, uh, I know we're not about Trotsky, but the last, Joel Nolte's had a number of health issues over the past couple of years. And when we had the opportunity to speak to him, and we've talked to him twice at least, the fact that he has all these stories and there's all these connections, it, Jeff and I were just really kind of in awe thinking, why hasn't anyone put these stories down? Why mm. is there no record? And I was just glad that we've done it, that you guys are doing it too. There's a real value to, I think, what we're, what we're all doing. And that is creating some sort of oral history of a record label, of these releases, of these bands. And I think, Ryan, mm -hmm. about what you said with uh, bands that perhaps you didn't know too much about, but you know, their, their story is being told and being remembered. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's something that to me, it, I, it does, it's not lost on me that when we do an episode, we're really helping to kind of tell the story. And I, I find it fascinating. That's why like the work you're doing, the two of Thank you. Really, it's really extraordinary. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. likewise. I was going to just <clears throat> more to show my street cred or anything. I was going to bring up a few episodes of yours that I really liked, if that's okay please and um one of them because i actually believe it or not one time thought about a different concept for a podcast this is before ryan and i i believe ours. it i believe and it. i was i was thinking to myself <laughs> what would be a cool episode like episode like not a whole podcast but an episode and it was my thought was to do one on down there records oh and and you guys did one and it was super awesome. But I, I want, I wanted to hear more about this band. Divine Weeks. Yeah. And I wanted to hear more about this band. So I'm, I'm. The Doctor's Ooh, Children. Doctor's Children. Th those are both totally wicked records. All those records on down there are really good. But, and it was super cool to hear Steve talk about, uh, you know, that label. And, and I just loved his attitude about it, where it was just like, you know, uh, as soon as it started to be not fun because it was getting like, you know, uh, he was getting too many demo submissions or whatever. He's like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's hilarious, right? Yeah. He built it up to that point. And, and then uh, I think he ended the episode by teasing that there may be some down there related stuff coming. And I think um, he's already started to do that, so. Yeah, that's awesome that was a great conversation that's so cool that you've had steve on a few a few times right yeah 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 he's been a big help a big support for us as well too yeah yeah so when i look at the sst discography and i know like i mentioned you guys are about halfway through and i look into the future um and i just see records that are coming up and i know whoa I know. Oh my gosh! I know there's going to be some discussions coming up, and I'm getting very excited. Keep but, them uh, coming. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Keep them coming. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. there's a bunch that um, all of them are great to listen to, but there's definitely some that are in our wheelhouse that we're really looking forward to. So, 
we definitely hope that you guys keep doing this and it sounds like you guys are having a lot of fun Soraya and I were talking about uh, before we came on that we love how you guys interject humor into your episode <laughs> there's there's passion um and um one thing that I really appreciate about you guys is the fact that uh, there's a, a level of honesty um, that I don't think that I can muster up. <laughs> and that's if there, if you have a release on there, you have no qualms about saying that it's not your favorite. Um, that's something that would be hard for me to do. But uh, like Soraya, you guys are, are are quick to give your honest opinions. And I really appreciate that. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, yeah. fortunately, 95% of it or more is totally awesome. And even if it's not something you're going to go back to we can find something we can find something good redeeming about almost everything right or you can appreciate what they were doing or the artistry of it even if right. it's not your cup of tea you can appreciate why people why some people would like it right or absolutely except yeah. for the master dick ep i think that might be the one where like <laughs> forget it <laughs> or wait brant you were you were hard on star power right just two, because of the corporate two rock. Yeah. Two, yeah. Sonic, two Sonic yeah. Youth releases, one of Brand's favorite bands, I think got the <laughs> harshest reviews by us. You know, I was thinking about um, SST and the Paisley Underground and like, you know, maybe a little bit about how they're related. And I was thinking like, if you think about the other big bands that either weren't on SST or weren't part of the Paisley scene, in LA, like, uh, you know, like say a lot of the hardcore bands, like say TSOL or, or even Suicidal Tendencies or some of those kinds of bands, they were really rejecting everything that came before. But like the Paisley bands, obviously all were big fans of Neil Young and Buffalo Springfield and of course the Birds. And, and the SST crew was not afraid to wear like their love of you know sabbath and blue blue oyster cult and ccr and blue Hawk cheer Wind, blue cheer uh free the jazz the all dead. that stuff yeah the grateful dead yeah i so i think that i really think that makes sst stand out especially as you go deeper into the catalog and same with with those paisley bands they really were not afraid to to say no this stuff's cool. You can be into punk rock and not shun every everything that came came before that. And that's something even I did when I was a kid, right? Like, okay, I'm a oh, punk yeah. now. I can't like ACDC anymore, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. And, the, and these people, these right. people didn't do that. They, because you know, and that's that's cool. That's interesting to me. Absolutely. When the Who's Do single for Eight Miles High by the Birds came out. I was thinking, what what are these guys doing? These these punkers from Minneapolis, and they're doing a bird song and fantastic cover, by the way. I absolutely yeah. love that single. But yeah, to your point, it's embracing what came before, but still doing something absolutely new with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So favorite SST release? Can we have you guys oh. <laughs> be so bold? Ooh. Or is that too big of a of a question? Or can I give you my favorite. can I give you my favorite Paisley Underground release instead? Yeah, yes. do that. <laughs> I don't want to answer. I I'll picked an, out a I'll big answer, stack. I'll answer you know, 
this is not my favorite but you guys turned me on to this record so thank you for that oh, yeah. this is a this is a good one i didn't know this band even existed to be honest with you until oh. i heard about them on your show dude i read about that in the in the book we can be the new wind there you go i just read about them like for the first time ever last week in that new book this isn't a favorite either. I pulled out a whole bunch of records, so okay. I have to I have to flash them at least. <laughs> Please share. Yeah. Do you know this record? Dream Six. Is this a Paisley record? I, I'm not super familiar with that. I know that I had that at one time and I don't have that now, but it's a great title and a great cover. But... So it's Jim Mankey, oh brother of brother of Earl oh. Mankey. Oh. And and Jeanette um uh, uh i'm gonna butcher her last name uh it's because it's not written on here uh from concrete blonde yes napolitano the yes there you go yeah. yeah 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 that's that's a cool record but sorry we may have to go record shopping <laughs> this is one i wanted to sh- wanted to i don't know if this is a paisley band but oh, dude. this this record never gets talked about nobody so Nobody ever brings this one up when they talk about the Plimsolls. Come on. That record is fantastic. Yeah. And tying into the the Jim Rowland book that we were talking about earlier and the Keith Morris um, book, when I went to that San Diego book signing, it was Peter Case um, talking about his book or he was there playing an acoustic performance just after Keith morris was talking about or just before keith mitchell keith morris was talking about his so there is a connection yeah that record is fantastic yes it is. yeah and another good one and another favorite episode that you guys did is this one oh. i loved it when matt i think it was was talking about flying his girlfriend over yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. kind of scamming get you know scamming <laughs> but yeah, this this is seen the label's money this is this is my this is my my favorite record. Wow, the dream of the, of the dream syndicates. Wow, look at that! Jeff. Because it's got uh, Paul B. Cutler on guitar. Yeah, and I just love his guitar playing. And uh, I think um, I think uh, you know my favorite dream syndicate record is probably. Um, not uh the days of wine and roses which is typically what people pick yeah mm-hmm. i think it's um the one that came after that i'm having a brain medicine fart. show yeah and this one's got lots of songs off of there like uh the medicine show is that a live record it's this live is a live record, record. yeah okay yeah. Rogers. come on jeff pull out your copy <laughs> buried over there i gotta climb over some work stuff to get to it but that is that's a really good one and paul b cutler just goes off on that album absolutely great guitar player so they yeah. only had him for a short period of time but made some great records and Maybe some live shows yeah. and we've only heard good things about paul b cutler and we will say <coughs> we were talking about unicorns earlier so we tried reaching out to Paul, but unfortunately, we he did not accept our our uh, our invitation to join the podcast. But he would be one of our unicorns mm-hmm. as well. Ah, uh-huh. yeah, that would be so awesome. He's played in so many cool bands. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. 
So you guys definitely went around my question of the the favorite SST release. Okay, I can respect that. I can. Respect okay, that. I can. I'll pick one. I'll pick. I I, I have to go with my war probably because yeah, it was I'm just like Black I I I it was like a gateway drug for me for mm -hmm. sure, and I still listen to it if I like if I have to go into a really stressful meeting or something like that and like be aggressive, I'll put on my work nice. and just like psych myself up. I love that. So, and like you guys, it probably changes day to day or week yeah. to week. And, and, and why do you have to narrow it down to one favorite release? I get it, but just, just for fun. And Ryan, you kind of cringed when I asked the question. Oh, so it's so like, we, who's yeah. your favorite we, child, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. We had such a hard time picking our top five relatively obscure releases from episode 100 to 200, much less the number one of all time, right? Yeah, and so, and I'm, I'm I'll assign just... you one, Ryan, if you want, because I, I know <laughs> probably what it is. Well, and I would. Well, I don't know. Maybe is it New Day Rising? I bet it's. I bet it's that. Oh, uh, you know, Perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm cycling in my head records by Husker, Dino, and probably Firehose. Um, the one that keeps flashing in my mind the most might be Raging Full On. So how about I, that one? I love New Day, right? But you know, like, oh man. Raging Full On is a record Ryan and I, I think bonded over to, hey, For when sure. we first met each other. Oh, 100%. You know what? Okay. So here's a great Brant story. Okay. Um, so I'm working at the record store and Brant and I are just starting to get to know each other, you know, like, do, do, do you like this record? Oh yeah, they're cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like just, just feeling each other out at the record store. Right. And then I'm taking the bus home after my shift is over and, uh, and we're, and where we grew up or where I grew up and Brant moved to that city at that point. Um, our, all our buses are green. And so he used to call me, you know, the green limousine. I'm going to go take the green limousine home. And uh, Brant has got, I think you had like a Geo Metro or a Chevy Sprint. Like it was like a little tiny two door, right? A, a stick shift. And Brant's like, oh, I'll drive you home. And I'm like, oh, cool. Okay. I'm like free car ride from a stranger. Why not? And uh, <laughs> so, uh, and, and then we get to my, and you know, the town we lived in, it's like a 10 minute drive anywhere. Um, and uh, we got to my place and uh, I said, hey, well, do you want to, do you want to come in? look at my let's let's go look at my records right and uh brant comes in and he sees i've got uh my war on vinyl uh fringe records uh version though that's a canadian licensed version of my war fringe records and brant i remember like him flipping and pulling it out and him just going you're lucky to have this you know and, and, <laughs> and you know I think I've told that story on the podcast before, but Brant mentioning my war and it's like, you know, that's like one of our first moments was over the, the my war record. Wow. I love that. That's 20 plus years ago for sure. Wow. Wow. So there's a history. Yeah. So oh, yeah. yeah. Raging full on is a great record for me. I, all the firehouse releases. I love if, and I love too. Um, and New Day Rising is a great release. But I think my ultimate favorite SST release is Up on the Sun by the Meat Puppets. Mm, so, yeah. I mean, it was, oh, no it was yeah. such a, a departure after the one and two, their, their first two albums. And then they go from this more aggressive sound 
more of a raw sound and then they have this more i know people like to say country influence on it but there's definitely more of a um a little bit more pop i guess you would say compared to one and two but up on the sun was a release that when i, when I first listened to that meat puppets record i was blown away but what yeah that, that's what a killer record i actually listened to me puppets are a band i'll go back to over and over but i actually listened to that record just recently because of jim's book something he said and it was like oh was like i gotta i gotta go listen to that i'm intrigued yeah. i'm definitely yeah. intrigued congratulations you, on making the book you guys so that, yeah. thank yeah. you that, that's definitely an honor and well deserved absolutely hey can i sneak in a quick uh record flash I'm absolutely so so Brant knows the Paisley Underground way better than me. Like I said, that's not my sweet spot. But I went digging in my shelves uh, for some Paisley. And I came across this one, oh. which I had for, I forgot I had. Battle yes. of the Garages, Volume 3. Yes. The Paisley Underground. Where does this one sit with you guys? Because I listened to it today. And it just sounds like good old-fashioned 80s garage rock to me. Yeah. I would definitely say that that's... If if you're gonna talk Soraya's version of Paisley Underground, which is the purest form, it's definitely it's definitely a stretch. But I love that record. I would say it's yeah, it's more of a garage rock feel yeah. and less Paisley. I think that's a fantastic compilation that you have there, Ryan. And um, I love all four it. of them are great. Yeah, yeah, those Battle of the Garages are definitely good releases. I think that's a Vox. It is. It's yeah. the Vox. Yep. Yep. This is uh, this is volume three. There's four volumes. They're all killer. Agreed. Um, and I probably have not listened to this one as much as volume one and two. Yeah. And, and so um, it was not very familiar when I put it on today. And I, I flipped it over a couple of times like it's solid. It has aged really well. Yeah. But you've covered like the Telltale Hearts on your show, for yeah. example. So we like to say that the vox record label is our our um cousins of the paisley underground definitely 80s bands that were heavily influenced by the 60s and there was a scene involved so we definitely see some similarities there um me probably a little bit more so than soraya <laughs> but but uh <laughs> yeah so once we decided to venture out past the four primary bands and um go outside the tree uh some of the limbs that were a little bit farther out right um so we definitely decided that the the vox bands were were of a similar um a, a similar love for the uh, music of the 60s but uh, bringing it into the 80s at that time so yeah that's a fantastic compilation ryan mm -hmm. um, i'm glad you brought that up so I mean, it's got the name of the scene right in it, the, the Paisley Underground version. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I have a recommend too. Then, since we're doing that, oh. I wasn't I wasn't going to bring these up, but feels. Do it, do this, it. I have my pen ready. Do it. This this is a recommend. I'm wondering if you know about these compilations. These are new, newer. It's these twelve string high. I know you've talked about twelve string. You had an episode, I think, about twelve string Rickenbackers, oh, yeah. right? Oh, you you met you mentioned these before. Yeah. These are on that label, You Are the Cosmos. Oh, okay. I'm sure you've talked about that label because I feel like there's probably some stuff on there. But these are really good. Those compilations the, I'm not familiar wow. with. But I don't know if like, like the, uh, the, Sid Griffith is, Griffin is on this one, but these are really good. 
you can probably still get these the parson redheads they're a cool band these are good these are really good and they're all like look at the back cover it's all uh, 12 string headstocks uh, 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 i'm loving this <laughs> yeah these are all, all, every, all of these songs these are all double albums and they're all songs Ooh. that are played with 12 string rickenbackers so, so brant uh, when were these released approximately the, they're pretty new they're not they're not that old like this three morning? four five years ago oh wow yeah oh, i'm definitely gonna yeah. go on discogs now yeah you can probably <laughs> still get these from you are the cosmos i bet nice even better i got these i got these direct from get hip so nice thanks for that yeah. recommendation for sure yeah you probably see we'll probably be talking about it in a future episode absolutely i got like a brant, brant brant always earns his keep somehow <laughs> well it sounds like it goes both ways so i think you guys make it a good team and, and if the podcast is any indication then absolutely you, um as soraya was mentioning you guys bring out the humor but still bringing out great information um again i totally recommend for our listeners to go check out um the podcast and soraya i think we discovered you can find it pretty much anywhere right you don't know mojack wherever yeah i've, I've seen it across a number of different streaming platforms so and then you guys have uh your web page and on you're on facebook as well you don't know mojack uh we don't have a web page because we stopped paying the hosting fees oh <laughs> <laughs> they are on twitter <laughs> like ryan said earlier we jam we jam econo so yeah yeah we, yeah. we are familiar we oh, know yeah. the model. we we can relate so yeah. um, one last question, um, any, uh, anything that you're looking forward to in the future and wrapping up Ooh. this next four or five years, any releases that you see <laughs> coming down the pike? <laughs> yeah. All of them. In fact, yeah. like this is, these are like our next two episodes. I have the records here because I'm prepping. These are Look like at this. Bret Hart, Intolerance Boom. and Dinosaur Junior Bug. Oh. Wow. Oh. So like if Come anybody, on. you know, thinks our best years are behind us, yeah <laughs> there's like, proof. not even Otherwise, close yeah there's proof contrary yeah so, ryan ryan anything for you that uh well uh, brant kind of alluded to it so did i i mean dino is like really really high up on my list so bug um i'm yeah it's hard to pick i mean i'm looking forward to forcing us to find new things to say about stuff we've already covered too oh. that that's like super super challenging we're already hitting some of it and uh so any particular releases all of them but i'm really interested at how much harder it's going to get too <laughs> <laughs> i think you guys are up for the task i think there's yeah. there's there's good people uh tackling this so thank you well, thank uh, you guys uh, your show's awesome too mm. by the yeah. way a big fan i always always listen to it and i always learn learn new and interesting things and uh, i'm always like you you always cost me money because i'm always like trying to track <laughs> things down that you talk about on your show yeah and and you give like i i think i talked about this on our show i got the the true west box set uh, the cd box set and just like being able to listen to that and then listen to like a deep dive on it is awesome and the bill bartell episodes those are so awesome those were fun yeah yes yeah we, we want to yeah. do some more of those we understand there's a documentary too, yeah so 
Yeah, I was going to ask you if you knew what the status of that was. I think Dave Markey's making it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we were fortunate to have him on our show and um, they're continuing to the interview and filming process. So I think editing is a little ways off. So right now it's they're still um, getting content and actually uh, jumping on some fl- plane trips to awesome to visit people on uh, different parts of the country. So yeah right on really sorry really jeff i yeah you're trying to wrap up the interview and i keep bringing up new <laughs> things so sorry about that no <laughs> we wanted to respect your time so <laughs> uh, yeah i could go on talking to you guys forever but i always try to keep like, to an hour because I, I came jeff on with did. an agenda clearly right so like <laughs> i actually have a list of questions here for you guys so Ooh. we All might right. have to ha- you might have have might have to have you on our show sometime so i can just grill you there you go yeah. we're open to a question or two i don't know if we have an answer but <laughs> all right well thanks again you guys so much and thank you so much for undertaking this um uh, sst is a big deal to me um i i want to say that it was probably up on the sun was my gateway um and then went back and um i really really like uh, your approach and doing ep- or doing release sequentially from beginning to end you're not going to miss anything so thank you guys so much for all of your time researching <laughs> and uh, thank you for all, all the time because I know it takes a lot of time to edit these and put these out and research Sarai and I both know this is uh, it's, it's an undertaking and uh, we mm-hmm. really appreciate w- what you guys both have done and thank you and back at you and uh, love your IPR uh podcast jeff oh, so thank you keep that going for thank sure you. that's awesome well i was hoping that you didn't see that because i copied your idea to go sequentially. <laughs> <laughs> i'm a little bit embarrassed to say but um yeah i thought your guys's idea was so great and um, not at all i yeah. doubt i doubt we came up with the idea but um yeah so it's anybody's free to do it in fact like we have suggestions for lots of different labels that people should be you know we don't have a monopoly on that idea so have at it but uh that's a that's a good one to do that's my homage to you guys by the way but i didn't want i didn't want to come out and say it because i thought it was too obvious but no it's awesome it's it's a good one thank you i appreciate looking forward to more of it thank you that's definitely influenced by you too so thank you well thank you both uh for having us on we really do appreciate it keep it up yourselves and uh let's get to the finish line both of us let's do it well, there is no finish line for you. Yeah, you can ah. just keep going on and on because now you've got all these garage <laughs> rock bands to cover. You can absolutely, Soraya. You can do the Chesterfield Kings and the Liars. It's okay. You can. I can. I yeah. can. Yeah, I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you two. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. All right. Thank Cheers. you. Bye. Bye. Soraya, what did you think about those two guys? Uh, they're a lot of fun. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad we had them on. Absolutely. They're so much fun to listen to. Yeah. Their podcast is so, so great. <clears throat> yes. Uh, and please go seek them out. You don't know Mojack. It's a great podcast series. And if you're a fan of the SST label, you want to hear this. Yeah. Yeah. And there's 214 episodes now. So I don't, I, it would be kind of daunting to, start from the beginning but by all means like look at what if you go on itunes for example all of their episodes are there every single oh one. yeah so just look through those and find one of the releases 
that maybe you like or wanted to know something about and just jump in there. I think Opal is a good place to start. I'm a little bit biased, but um, they do a great job on talking about David Roback and Rain Parade and Suspects with Steve Wynn and um, yeah. Indra Smith. And they, they just do a, a lot of research. And um, yeah, you don't need to start from the beginning and listen to all 214 episodes. Just find one. But I guarantee if you listen to one, you're probably going to want to go back and listen to at least a few more. Yeah, definitely support them if SST or any of the bands that released on SST are your thing. Definitely support this podcast because we really enjoy them. We think you will too. Absolutely. Yeah. We've learned a lot. Uh, and just as a side note for Brant, I already have the liars in my collection. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not adverse. Damn it. You are not. No, no, you are not. <laughs> in fact, the, in fact, Soraya, this episode was your idea. Yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, yeah you're welcome <laughs> i say thank you because yeah i had no qualms about uh agreeing to that when when it was your idea my only thought was um and certainly there are the the releases that do overlap between the sst and yeah. our discussion but yeah my only thought when you brought it up is how what is this discussion going to be like and as far as the paisley underground and um these guys were so gracious to come on perfect yep yep and uh they know their stuff yes they do not only do they know mojack they know a little bit about paisley underground right they do they do (laughs) yeah they had us beat yeah yeah definitely definitely so now we got homework to do we do yeah i want to go look for those 12 string yeah double releases heck yeah i am yeah. For All sure. right. Jeff, should we say goodnight? We should. Mi gente, agruviar. Groove on, Paisley people. You know, we, we, ha- we have a pretty defined division of labor in order for us to fit it in our schedule week okay. after week. So know? do you do the editing then, Ryan? Yep. Yep. Yeah. I do it. Like, like the second we record basic, like, you know, unless one of our kids has a volleyball game or something like that, uh, we record Sunday mornings. Okay. And then, and then, and then Brant will send it to me Sunday night. And then I'll pick it up after work on Monday. I'll edit it in the car while I'm outside my kids' dance studio. Wow. Um, and, and so I would have sent, I sent it to him last night, but I figured out that I made a mistake. So I'm going <laughs> to go back in and I got to take out like 30 seconds at one point and move it all back uh, yeah. perfecto, perfecto and do all the mic uh, watt drop-ins again. Yeah. Um, but that'll only take a bit of time. So every every week and then the second i hit send to brant that's when i start on the next episode okay. he's already been on the he's already been on the next episode for three days by the time wow I get there. wow yeah. so you got the well-oiled machine going it's sound it sounds pretty pretty militaristic you know when i describe <laughs> it that way but um it, it is you know 
it's something that we have to squeeze in amongst our day jobs, just like you guys. And, yeah. uh, and frankly, some nights it's like, it's not easy to stay awake past, you know, seven. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. No, I, no, I can relate. Yeah.